Hi, welcome to this episode of Let's Work It Out, brought to you by Stay Nimble. We provide on-demand, flexible career coaching for all your work-related challenges. Welcome to this Stay Nimble podcast that is exploring green jobs. I'm Jennifer Harper and I'm joined today by Caroline Jones. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, Caroline. So today we're going to talk about the green revolution. Some call it the green industrial revolution. And we're going to delve into what this actually means and how it is going to affect the work that we do and the type of jobs that are available just now. Also, which are going to be available in the future. That's right, Jennifer. We've all been aware of the news reports about climate change and events such as COP26. But what what does it all actually mean? I mean, climate change has such a significant impact on our lives across the world and countries are doing what they can do to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and, and obviously the point is to get to net zero. But what is net zero? Mm, it's a very good question. Net zero is the point where countries have negated the amount of greenhouse gases they produce through normal, everyday human activity. It's all about putting things in place to cancel out any gases produced and therefore reducing harm to the planet. The UK government has a target of reaching net zero by 2050 and Scotland has a target of 2045. Now, these dates sound like they're a really long way off, but in reality, they're not. So what do we have to do? Well, I think it means that we've got to reduce some activities and increase others, um, which impacts on everyday lives and the work that we do. Interesting that Scotland wants to achieve it before the rest of the UK. Um, And while this means that some jobs will disappear, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, achieving net zero will bring with it the opportunity for new jobs to be created in new sectors, as well as for other jobs and businesses to be adapted to meet the needs of achieving net zero. Mm, That's right. And the, the government, the UK government has a target to create 2 million green jobs by 2030. And over the next 30 years, it's estimated that around 6.3 million jobs, which is about 20% of all UK jobs, are likely to be affected by the green transition in one way or another. And for all of this to happen, the government has a plan to mobilise £12 billion. Now, that all that sounds really impressive, but at the moment, and according to a recent report from the PwC, the majority of green jobs are within the energy, water and sewerage waste industries. That's quite interesting to, to hear that. I mean, looking when I was looking at this further in the PwC report, they noted that in July 2020 to July 2021, 1.2% of jobs advertised were green jobs, which equates to about um, 124,600 unique green jobs. And at the moment, the majority of these jobs are based in and around London, Scotland and the Southwest. But things are changing very quickly and as we all know since um, July 2021 we've seen the cost of electricity and gas go up dramatically which has meant we all need to look for new options making the push for green economy so much more important and not just looking after our planet but also making sure it's financially viable for everybody. Mm. But what do we actually mean by a green job Caroline? I think it would be helpful for us to define that So that's what we're going to look at today, isn't it? And to identify different job roles that fall into this category and how other roles may be adapted to be greener. 
Yes, so let's get started. So to keep it simple, green jobs. Green jobs are the jobs that contribute to preserving or restoring our environment or the planet as a whole. It's really broad, so it means you could be working in a traditional sector such as manufacturing or construction or some of the newer sections such as renewable energy, energy efficiency or green technology. Mm, So let's look at some examples. And for this podcast, what we're going to do is largely focus on construction, transport, the energy sector and agriculture, forestry and farming, though it's worth saying manufacturing is also very relevant here. Mm, I, I think you're right there, Jennifer. So starting with green construction, which is gaining prominence as our buildings such as homes, schools and hospitals must be environmentally friendly, energy efficient and made from responsible source materials. The UK already boosts the sixth largest green construction sector in the world and approximately three million current jobs within the sector, which includes things like um, architects, designers, engineers, as well as things like sales, managerial and administration roles. And in when when you're looking at positions to build their knowledge and upskill, this could be anybody within the construction industry. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, those looking to enter these sections at the moment have a great opportunity to gather green skills now, don't they? Totally. And new job roles are expected to include things like retrofit coordinators, project managers, data analysts and digital skills as well as the need for cavity, loft insulation, heat pump installations, modern glazing and heating systems too. Yeah, there's a lot there, isn't there? There is. Um, And it provides an opportunity for a range of jobs. So things like surveyors, engineers, electricians, heat pump installers, all of them needing to have green credentials. Um, Another example of this might be designing, manufacturing or installing solar panels. And remembering there's also, the again, the administration, the finance, the sales and marketing team um, attached to these businesses. Mm, Absolutely. And in recent years, there has been a definite move towards solar power, which means there's an increase in solar panel manufacturers and installers, green energy utilities and recycling services as well. And interestingly, since 2015, the Scottish government has encouraged new house builders to install solar panels as part of the build, which has really increased demand and supply as well. And it I guess it's hoped that the UK government um, will recommend the same uh, for, for their builders. Oh, I hope so. I think it's a very sensible idea. I mean, then we're kind of looking at transport and looking at transport, the UK current, currently leads Europe in the manufacturing and development of low admission vehicles. But for this to grow, the electronics and chemistry, as well as the mechanical engineering, will need to be required to take full, full advantage of these sort of future opportunities. And therefore, electrification and battery production are both growth sectors. Mm. It, it's really interesting. I keep hearing the word engineering attached to future skills. And in in fact, the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders has identified the following skills as being essential for future jobs in this area. And that includes industrial chemistry, electrical engineering, virtual modelling, software design, cybersecurity and digital science, as well as engineering in general and architecture. 
Mm. Well, that's a lot. There's a lot of engineering um, varying roles. So to further this, with regards to the design and manufacturing of batteries for um, electric vehicles, again, they'll need to be for engineers as well as researchers and administration, finance, installation and sales. And that's before you get into actually the car industry itself. That's right. It's anticipated that the sale of new petrol and diesel cars and vans will end from 2030. So there is a lot of research and investment being made in this area at the moment and a gigafactory has actually been given planning permission in Northumberland to produce electric car batteries most likely from 2023 and that's going to create 3,000 jobs at the site and a further 5,000 through the knock-on supply chain and overall it's estimated there will be 40,000 jobs in the transport sector by 2030. And additionally, new and zero carbon UK aircraft technology through the Aerospace Technology Institute is to be increased as well, which again will support jobs in engineering and technology. Wow. Further to this, the um, commercialisation of UK sustainable aviation fuels is also to be kickstarted. Um, and on top of this, the maritime sector is to undergo a transformation over coming years to achieve non-zero admission on its domestic vehicles. So both the aviation and maritime industry are worth keeping up to date with. Mm, that's, that's good advice. Now, we've discussed this lots between us, Caroline, but the energy sector is one of the most obvious industries to be tackling climate change and its impact, isn't it? And as a result, renewable energy is to play a significant role. So the use of coal is to be phased out by 2024 and a huge focus is being placed on wind power. And nuclear power, fossil fuels and solar energy, as we've already mentioned, are also being highlighted as required energy sources for the future. And the International Energy Agency estimates that 70% of the world's electricity will come from wind and solar power by 2050. So that's telling us a lot in itself. And it's also anticipated that hydrogen power is also to be increased and there are plans to build 9,000 jobs in this sector by 2030 and up to 100,000 jobs by 2050. Mm, you mentioned their nuclear power, Jennifer, and that is expected to get a real boost with plans to try to keep existing UK reactors operational for as long as possible and new power stations being built in Somerset and Suffolk. These hubs mean that you will have specialists in this field and the range of jobs, including, again, engineering, environmental, scientific, scientific and project management and safety. The current nuclear workforce is ageing, um, so there will be the opportunity for more apprenticeships here as well as engineers and scientists. Mm, lots in there too. So moving on from energy, we'll look at agriculture, farming and forestry, which are key areas in the chain of our environmentally friendly existence. As little impact as possible on the land, air, water and products in the food chain is paramount when talking about food production. So from this also comes issues of food packaging, which will require to become even more environmentally friendly as well. Yes, and also with forestry and other land use, you've got sustainable forest management is required now to ensure biodiversity, regeneration and productivity. Um, there's been a lot on TV about this recently, I keep seeing. Um, the European Environmental Agency projects that global demand for food, feed and fibre will grow by 70% um, up to 2050. With this comes a need for environmental and agricultural engineers, consultants and forestry soil and 
plan scientists, as well as food technologists and engineers and economists. Um, it, it's huge, isn't it, really? <laughs> It is, absolutely. So this all sounds really interesting. And again, another really important sector that is going to adapt. So to summarise what we've discussed so far, many of our professional services will need to adopt a greener emphasis in order to stay relevant. And this would also include researchers, educators, engineers, as we've mentioned, project managers, architects, environmental advisors, as well as general business needs, such as consulting in law and accountancy too. So many sectors, but engineering definitely comes up a lot there. <laughs> as a great example, I've also noticed already changing is things like sustainable fashion now being displayed in our high streets, which is being very mindful of the many environmental issues the fashion industry touches, be it textile or the way it's produced or processed. And again, this affects the manufacturing, the buyers, the marketing, the sales team, and all of them needing to learn about these new proceedings. Yeah, I think what's showing is there's a real ripple effect here. And I, I find it really interesting to learn that in the capital, London workers are more likely to consider improving the environment to be a primary objective of their jobs than employees in other regions. Yeah, I found this interesting too. My thoughts on this is because they're working in a very urban environment and it probably means that they want to make it better um, on, a, on a big scale or a smaller scale as they've shown plants really make a difference. So therefore having more plants in the workplace and this is why I, um, architects have designed buildings with atriums and living walls to bring more plants into work environments for people. I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it's ergonomics at its best. Yeah, uh, very, very clever. So, Caroline, do you think everybody is going to gain from this green transition? I feel yes in the long term, as we'll all be protecting our planet. Um, however, I think there is going to be some transition as there'll be job losses, but also opportunities to upskill and retrain as we see the reduction in gas boilers, phasing out of petrol or diesel engines. These employees, I think, will really need to reskill or upskill as the new sectors and trades are mirrored in the decline in fossil fuels and gas. And I think that's how it all work itself out. Yeah, totally. It's all about making sure you stay on top of changes that are coming and making sure you understand what those changes mean for your own sector. And so what benefits do you think there are to be gained from working in a green job? Well, I think the most important one is definitely going to be future proofing your 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 own career. Um, you're also going to have more opportunities to advance yourself as the, the sectors develop and grow. So hopefully then will also give you the opportunity to earn more. Um, you'll also be protecting and restoring the environment, which is a benefit and gives back to everybody. Um, I also think it's very accessible, the areas. And in lots of cases and the research that we've done, you don't need specific qualifications. A lot you would learn on the job and develop as you go. Mm, that's, that's a good point. And there's so much to think about there as well, Caroline. Um, so that's, that's great. Well, I hope this has helped you to understand and recognise more potential opportunities in the green jobs sector. There's a lot of information out there, so absorb as much as you can. And remember, if you would like to speak to your sustainable career coach, they will be more than happy to support you as you move forward with this. In the meantime, thank you for joining us and Caroline and I wish you the very best of luck. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode. For a no-strings-attached 30-minute coaching session, visit staynimble.co.uk.